What is up, DGAFers? We have some exciting news. Yay! I announced it on my Instagram, so if you're not following me, you probably don't know, but I'm pregnant. We are so excited. I say we like it's my child. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) That's weird. I feel like I'm with you more than you're with your husband, but... Yeah, you are. Not my child. Uh, (laughs) In case you anyone was wondering. (laughs) This is weird. Too far. Too far. It's Um, It's fine. So... Tell, I'm just really excited that you're going to be sharing about pregnancy the way you are. Yeah. So in this episode, I'm excited to share with everybody kind of what I'm going through a during the pregnancy, but also like my emotional state and my thought process behind having this baby. So this is my second child. Um, we'll get in, I'll get into the details of my first go around (laughs) with having a child. Um, but I'm really trying to do things differently with this pregnancy. Um, just trying to overall improve my emotional state Mm -hmm. and prepare myself for just changes. Yeah. Because when you don't prepare yourself for changes and you don't have the adaptable attitude, things can get very scary. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I just want to be very open and honest with my journey, how I'm feeling, and I will share that in this episode, is actually like when I took the pregnancy test, like what was my reaction? Yeah. I will be totally honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think, you know, from as someone who doesn't have kids yet, I feel like this episode is going to be really helpful um, just because you've helped kind of show me a different side of motherhood and, and mm-hmm. shown me really, I think how I would approach it too. Yeah. I just want to make sure that women are aware that you can be any kind of mom you want Mm -hmm. and you can love pregnancy, hate pregnancy. You can love postpartum, hate postpartum. I just, for me, I would have died to have listened to somebody who had like a real conversation with how they did things and how they experienced it, but also that it's okay no matter what happens for you. Mm-hmm. And also like motherhood doesn't mean your life's over and you can't focus on yourself anymore and you can't like do things. Right. That was something that I thought and we'll get into all of that, but I want to change that stigma. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so regardless of where you are in your life, your journey, I think you're going to relate to this episode if you've, especially if you've been following Lauren in any capacity. Yeah. And even if you're not pregnant or planning on being pregnant anytime soon, I think what you're going to take from this episode is just about any massive change Mm -hmm. that you're going to have experienced. It could be a death in the family if maybe that happened or, you know, you're moving across the country and it's terrifying you. Like, I know obviously it's different than having a baby, but big giant changes like that in your life can spark anxiety, depression, um, all kinds of weird stuff. Well, and even like changes in your job or in the workplace. I mean, any change. So apply this information to any situation. Obviously, it'll be very heavy motherhood and pregnancy, but I think it'll really help anyone. All right. All right. Let's do this. Welcome to the Demand Growth Act Fearlessly podcast brought to you by Lauren Mayer and Jenna Lockhart. You guys, we are just two average girls who realize that the only way to truly live an exceptional life was to fight through our fears and never give up on our dreams. So when you hang with us, you're going to hear it all. The good, the bad, the the ugly, and everything in between. As our loyal listeners, you're going to be known as a DGA-effer, like don't give a (laughs) 
or get it. <laughs> oh, but really, we want you to think about this because you're one of two types. You're either a DGAFer who doesn't realize the importance of living a life of growth or change, or you're a DGAFer who doesn't give a what it takes to reach your goals. Our hope is that we can turn you into the latter if you're not already there. All right, so you heard in the intro that I'm pregnant and we're going to be talking a lot about change, how to be adaptable when big life changes happen. But I also want to share a lot about like what I learned with my first pregnancy and how I'm planning on doing this one completely different, but also how my mindset is going into this pregnancy. Mm-hmm. All right, so I think before we even go any further, I feel like we need to talk about mom guilt mm-hmm. and a little bit of what you struggled with the most when you gave birth the first time. Yeah. So, oh God, with my first son, I was 26 when I got pregnant. So a little backstory on that. Um, I got married in 2015, November 14th actually is our wedding date. And we went to Mexico like two weeks later and, um, I found out I was pregnant the day I got home from Mexico. Basically, she like thought she was <laughs> sick on her honeymoon from drinking too many margaritas and it was just morning sickness. Yeah. Or I thought like I drank the water or something. Yeah. yeah no, it wasn't that. Um, so me and my husband were married for approximately three weeks and we're pregnant. So that was kind of interesting. Talk about a big change at one time. Yes. Yes. And we only had been together for like a year and a half before we got married. So like lots of new shit's about to go down. So, um, I was, I knew I always wanted kids. Like I definitely, that was on my agenda. I definitely want to get married. Definitely want to have kids. Um, but I didn't want to have kids then. Yeah. I'm just gonna be honest. Like I wanted to get married, go on my honeymoon, have a great time, experience marriage for a little bit. Um, and then like make that decision of like, I want to have a baby. Like that's how I thought it was going to go in my brain. It didn't, obviously. <laughs> I feel like it. life never goes the way you think it's going to go. No, it doesn't. And so that for me, like I was kind of not, I was definitely naive, not kind of. I was super naive. Um, I was excited. I was terrified when I took the pregnancy test. But I will say the first time I was more excited um, because I had this vision of what pregnancy was going to look like. And I had a vision of what motherhood was going to look like because of what I had been told, things that I've learned, commercials, like the Mm -hmm. Pampers commercials and shit that totally like false. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, your baby's just going to look so peaceful and beautiful all the time. You're just going to put diapers on them and they're going to sit there all nice. And they're going to smile. They're just going to laugh. Like, nope. That's actually not how that goes. Like they do that sometimes, but especially when they're firstborn, they're not smiling at you. So this is a whole like thing I was like not expecting. So that gave me a lot of guilt in terms of not, I don't know if it's mom guilt. It was just guilt of an expectation. I thought like, I thought I was supposed to feel a certain way when I had my baby. I thought I was supposed to have a certain type of pregnancy I thought I was supposed to be able to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. I thought I was supposed to like all of these things. And when not one of them went as planned, I was like devastated. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, and then, you know, you hear 
different stories from different people and people who had an easy pregnancy or a great time breastfeeding. And they're like, oh, well, I did this, this, and this to prepare myself. And you're like, oh, so am I just a piece of a shit? failure? Total piece of shit for yeah. not preparing myself? Yeah. Like, and maybe in reality, you prepared yourself the same way, but it was different mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. you, for your body, for, I mean. Yeah. It's just, <sighs> it's hard when um, you don't have people speaking the truth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and I'm not saying like some people actually do have like easier labors than other others. And some people obviously have an easier time breastfeeding. And, you know, sometimes people will have a baby or moms and are like, this is the best thing that ever happened to me. And I'm obsessed with motherhood and I love all of this. And then there's other moms that are like, I love my kid, but I hate being a mom. Mm -hmm. And that's me. Mm -hmm. And I know that people are going to judge me when I say that, but I love my child. Like, I don't need to tell you that. Like, I don't need to explain that to you. But motherhood is not my jam. I love taking care of my kid. And I love providing him with things and teaching him new things. But it's hard. I'm just going to be honest. It's really hard. There's a lot of things that are not fun um, when being a mom. And your life changes for sure because you have a way more responsibility you can't just like sleep all the time and do all these things and be hungover like all the time. <laughs> so your life definitely changes. And I, I'm going to admit, like, I really like time for me. Mm -hmm. um, that's just my personality. I really need alone time a lot. I need time with my husband. I need a need time away from like a person who's clinging to me all the time or from everything yes yeah I mean even as a teacher you needed time to like rejuvenate yes. and I think you know if it, that goes along with our basic needs episode just that's one of your basic needs is give me time for myself and I'm like that too mm -hmm. so you know when you're told that like your kid consumes your life and you have to like literally be there every five seconds and do all of these things like I thought obviously that's what I had to do and like I couldn't ask for help and when I gave birth to Cameron, I had my delivery was not what I thought it was going to be. Like I went to all the birthing classes and did all the things. And they basically didn't talk about C-sections like at all. It was like literally like this teeny tiny conversation. Like, well, if this doesn't work out, like you'll have a C-section. Okay, on to breastfeeding. And I was just like, okay, so I'm not having a C-section because right. obviously like these people like don't think that we're going to have C-sections. Because well, you were prepared. Right. I'm prepared and I'm doing a birthing class. So I'm not going to have a C-section. Well, I ended up having one and I didn't know anything about C-sections because I didn't read up on it, nothing, because I was like, I believed that I wasn't going to have one. And so that was like a huge expectation of mine that was not met. Mm -hmm. And I was devastated as I thought, A, something was wrong with me. I did something wrong, but then I was in so much pain. I didn't expect that. Like, so. Well, you're yeah. recovering from major surgery. Yeah. And you have a newborn. Oh, yeah. And they're like, here, breastfeed this kid when your stomach sliced open and they don't like the one hold that you're supposed to do so they don't kick you in the cut. But he didn't like that hold. So I got kicked all the time. It was so painful. And breastfeeding wasn't working for me. And I thought – I, like, called my doctor and, like, those lactation people and was just crying. And the one doctor, my pediatrician, was just like, yeah, let's just give you formula, please. Like, can we stop doing this? Because you're miserable. Mm -hmm. And that was really great. So I guess, like, what I'm trying to say is I'm super excited to have the second baby. <laughs> That's I what am. she's trying to say. <laughs> I am excited to have the second baby. Um, you know, we wanted to have a second kid. I will say my son right now is three and a half. And I'm 
like in my first trimester right now. And, um, when we've been going back and forth as like when we should have our second baby. And my husband's like, we need to have it now. We need to have it now. We need to have it now. Like he was so wanting one like immediately. And I was like, yeah, but we have like vacation and we have a concert and you know, like some other things. He's like Lauren. And I was like, yeah, I just don't know if I'm ready to be pregnant again and go through all that. Cause I didn't have a good experience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will say is, once again, it just happened. So well, when you ended, you didn't even tell this part of the story that you ended up back in the hospital. Oh yeah, like oh yeah, like you oh, yeah. almost forgot. Yeah. That was the worst part. Yeah. So I, after I had my C-section, I you know came home and tried to do my best and be a mom. My husband's in like the busiest part of his work, like mm-hmm. stage of whatever, and um, so he was home for, with me for a little bit, but then he had to go back to work, and he was like working from like eight a.m. until nine p.m. at night, and I'm home with a baby, just had a C-section. It was hard. And I would be like crying when he would come to the house. Um, I would like hand him camera and be like, deal with this. I have to go in the room and shut myself in there and get away from everybody. Um, but two weeks after I had Cameron, I was having severe pain in my stomach, like to the point where I couldn't like move at all. And I was like, I don't know if this is because of the C-section or if this is normal, but it was like so and I have a pretty high pain tolerance. I would say I've like broken a million bones in my body and like refused to go to the hospital. It's like my parents would tell me I have to pay them a hundred dollars if it's not broken. So I would like never go because I didn't have a hundred dollars. <laughs> so and you wonder where your money issues come yes, from. Yes, exactly. That's another, That's another episode in itself. <laughs> so I feel like I have a pretty high pain tolerance. Like I broke my collarbone in um like fifth grade, I think at at recess and I sat through school the whole day with a shattered cal- collarbone. I like wouldn't tell the principal. Oh. That I shattered my collarbone. Oh my God. So anyways, so you have a high pain tolerance. Yeah. And um, I like told Nick, I was like, I feel like I'm like dying. Something's wrong with me inside. Like I can't move. So we went to the hospital and I had, I was admitted for like three days. They were trying to figure out what was wrong with me. They couldn't figure out what was wrong. Thankfully the pain subsided. I'm sure it was just my organs freaking moving around from the C-section and things were all out of place, but it was so bad. So I couldn't like breastfeed him during that time. And I was pumping while in severe pain. So it was just like a lot of situational things yeah. kind of happened. Well, and, and things that you, like you said, you didn't expect them to happen, but then there's some guilt associated with it because yeah. you are you feel like you're not doing your best. Well, like I just had a baby two weeks ago and now I'm in the hospital and I didn't want him to come to the hospital because he's two weeks old. Like I don't want him in there, like in the emergency room. Like, right, right. You know, and then they're giving me all these pain meds. And they're telling me I'm, it's okay for me to pump and still feed my kid. And I'm like on Dilaudid and stuff, like the oh. highest pain medication you can be on. So I was all like nervous to feed it to him. Like I was a disaster, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it came to having another kid, I literally, I remember I got my C-section done and I was laying on the table and the doctor's like putting me back together. And I just said to him, I was like, so when does birth control start? <laughs> Because I'd like it now. Yeah. And he's like, um, yeah, I don't think you're going to be like having sex anytime soon. Like I'm literally sewing you up. Like my doctor is really funny. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really care about that. Like I just want it now. Like can I just start taking it at this moment? Like just in case something <laughs> happens. And he's like, he was cracking up. But I say that because a lot of the times we have to be careful how we express to a new mom, like when you're kind of asking them how things are going. So 
just be very careful. Like with your best friends having a baby or like your sister or somebody close to you is having a baby, just be there and be supportive. Just like ask, like, do you need me to go take the dog out? Like, what do you need me to do? Like be that there in that sense. Like don't say, oh my God, I bet it's the best feeling ever. You probably want 10 more kids, right? Like don't say that because for me at that moment, if somebody would have said that, I would have bawled my eyes out because I had the opposite um, reaction. You tried to give Cameron back. I was like, can I have birth control? And I'm not sure if I want to do this actually. You you cried and asked Nick to turn around and go back to the hospital. I was like, can we just go back to the hospital for like four months? (laughs) Just something. I just don't want to go home. I just need a nurse to help me basically. So I guess just be careful when, when you are like asking a new mom, like how she's doing, please don't ask her how breastfeeding is going. Like that's none of your fucking business. Um, because it could not be going well. You can ask how she's doing. Like, yeah. how are you feeling emotionally? Mm-hmm. Um, how sleep are you sleeping? Like what's going on? Yeah. Like be concerned. Don't cast judgment within like whatever your beliefs are. Like mm-hmm. you can tell an undertone of like, if you believe breast is best and you don't believe in formula and you come across to a mom and are like, so how's breastfeeding going? Are they latching? Are they doing okay? Like clearly you're pushing your breastfeeding beliefs on this mom. And what happens if she's giving her baby formula? Mm -hmm. Like you're destroying her right there. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially a first time mom, because they don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't, they, they don't know. Like you could like read all the books you want, but they also don't understand how they're going to feel after they have the baby and they need to be okay with however they're feeling. Mm -hmm. And you need to let them be okay be cool with how they're doing things unless they're like trying to murder their kid. Like just let them do what they're doing. Yeah. 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 And at that point they need serious help. Right. Mm -hmm. Yes. I appreciate my one friend who came over after I had Cameron. Um, she was amazing. She did that. She did just that. She was like, are you okay? Like, do you need anything? Like, do you want me to hold Cameron while you go take a shower? Like she was just so just asking questions and letting me answer them. And I would say, you know, breastfeeding's not going well. Like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And she's like, it's okay. Formula's okay. Like, have you thought Mm -hmm. about that? Like she was so sweet. And like, even though she could have had a whole belief about breastfeeding, but I didn't know that Mm -hmm. she was so supportive. And I appreciate that more than anything. I tell her all the time, like, thank you for like being real and there for me when I needed you. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. so like going into this pregnancy, I, like we weren't really planning. Like we were kind of like ready. Nick was, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just kind of like, I need, I want to have another kid and I'm never going to be ready. So let's just do the damn mm-hmm. thing. Um, and when we found out we were pregnant, it was a surprise because we had taken a lot of pregnancy tests just, you know, cause we were doing the thing when we were supposed to do the thing. And, um, we would take pregnancy tests and it kept saying negative, negative, negative. negative. So I just kept thinking it was going to be negative. I kind of wasn't mad about it. I'll be honest. Nick yeah. was kind of sad. Um, so the one night we went out to dinner and I wasn't feeling good. And I was like, let's just take a pregnancy test. It's around that time. Like, you know, the drill. I was like, but I kind of think I'm pregnant. Like, this is the only time I'm ever going to really tell you that. Like, because the other times I'm like, hey, I'm not. It's fine. But let's just do it just to make sure. Well, I was because mm-hmm. I know my body. And well, here's, here's my favorite part. It's Chad and I were at a bar. Yeah. We, were, <laughs> we were at a brewery and like we'd had a date night and Lauren and Nick had had a date night. And so Chad and I were talking. We're like, hey, it's like. 10 30 we should call lauren and nick see what they're doing maybe they want to come for a beer and literally we ended up leaving after that beer mm-hmm. so we didn't but like 10 minutes later i get a call from lauren and i'm like oh my god they must be out too like we, that's funny we had the same idea 
And what was Yeah, like, I was calling Jenna to tell her I was pregnant. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> and I literally was like, hey, she's like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> I'm pregnant. Well, and this is where my reaction to my pregnancy test was kind of mixed. I peed on the stick and I looked at it and I was like, well, that's exciting. And then I started crying. Mm-hmm. I was like, how am I going to do this? Like, I have my own business now. I have a three and a half year old. The first time didn't go that well. Like, and I'm just like, I was freaking out. I was like crying. Then I like talked myself out of it because I am a mindset coach now. I understand how the mind works and the body works and nutrition and workouts. And like, I didn't do any of that, by the way, with my first pregnancy. And that can be a whole nother podcast episode because we do have to wrap this up. We need to talk about like what you're doing differently this time and what you did before. Yeah. Let us know if you want me to talk about that in another episode. Um, cause I can, um, but I definitely wasn't working out. I definitely wasn't watching what I was eating and I wasn't working on my mindset like at all. Yeah. Um, so I know that this pregnancy is going to be different just cause I'm a different person, but I also am not expecting anything after I Mm -hmm. birthed this kid out. Well, and I think, you know, relating this back to any big change you have in your life, like that's the big thing is like, you can't expect a certain outcome. You can do all the things that you know are going to, um, I don't want to say prepare you, but like, you're just focused on the task at hand. You're like, I want to be healthy because when you're healthy, things usually pan out better for you. I will, I will say, obviously there's circumstances, but I just want to go into having this baby and being like, okay, I literally did the best I could. Like I took care yeah. of myself and you know what, whatever happens is supposed to happen and I'm going to be okay with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I guess that's can be applied to anything. Mm-hmm. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I think you really just have to be, I think open-minded as to how you're feeling and be okay with it. And also don't be afraid to like talk about it either. Um, so that was one thing that I have learned and I'm sharing it on my social media. So if you want to follow me at Lauren Mayer underscore fitness, I'm literally sharing how I'm feeling emotionally, like my experiences before. So go follow my stories. Um, and I'll be writing posts and things like that because I just think it's really important to new moms that are (laughs) about to have a baby and don't really know what to expect. I'm not here to like scare you at all because everybody has a different experience. You could probably have a totally different one than me, but, um, just like, don't put so much pressure on yourself. Yeah. Like mom job is hard. So hard to be a mom. And um, it's okay. It's okay if you don't love motherhood. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. You'll still love your kid. Yeah. But well, and I, and it's I totally know, fine. And I know you were really hard, like kind of scared to talk about this for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm so proud of you for opening up about this because so many people need to hear it. I've, yeah. For sure. I needed to. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let us know if you want me to continue this. Talk about the difference between last pregnancy and this pregnancy. But we got to go. See you next time.